Eddie and the boys, as they was just talking in the break about what was a pipe dream of uh, Shohei Otani landing uh, in Wrigleyville with my Cubs. And, uh, go, of course, Cubs, go. Yeah. And Eddie, Eddie uh, you know, big big buddies, big pals with Joe Madden, the, the manager at the time, and would get in there and, and uh, hang out and party with uh, the Cubs on that historic run in 2016 and it'll be another 108 years but uh <laughs> hey but the dodgers are uh you know it's like bob i was saying you know i don't i've heard a little bit of like the baseball purist i i just quickly i want to get your all's take on this first of all i think it may be the most genius most brilliant move by a player agent i don't know you know uh, overall i mean if if, if and if you don't know what I'm, I'm I'm talking about with the the whole, uh, you know, seventy million ten year deal, he's basically deferred, where he'll make two million per year. He'll get paid, so you figure that's uh, twenty mil. He'll get uh, the other what uh, six uh, six eighty six eighty uh, at the end of that contract. Oh, by the way, I'll move out of the highest tax rate state uh, in the country and pay way less. Um, now, there's that side of it that I have to say, wow. And this is, maybe this is a little, first of all, the Cubs were never, and I'm a Cubs fan, uh, would, were never going to go over five, 520 from everything I, I had read. I, I just don't, I don't see them doing that. Um, in one sense, it's brilliant by him. Not just by what him paying less in taxes, but the now the available funds now to go get impact arms, go get impact players. Um, that is, but I, but I have to ask you guys, and I know Bob is a, is a huge Dodgers fan. Um, is that good for baseball? Um, is it good? I, I listened to Will, uh, God, the big first baseman uh, for the Giants. Played at Mississippi State. Will Clark. Will Clark, which you know how he stands with the Dodgers. He's like, F him. F him. Yeah. No, no, I, it's, it, this is horrible, you know. I, I wonder from a sense how, and I'm just, this is just me, and maybe this comes – comes across as like sour grapes because my team was a finalist for him and didn't get him. I personally just didn't ever think we were going to give him that kind of money. Um, but is that good for the sport that you can just turn around and a team like that who's already at the top of the food chain as far as spending? Listen, all these teams could spend. I don't know that people realize this. The Cubs are – top three consistently over the last decade, top three in attendance and revenue brought in at the ballpark. Listen, I, I mean, I you know, being a huge Cubs fan, I don't sit and watch all of the games, but they're on when they're 15 games out of the division race uh, a week into the second half of the season that you kind of go, they're 12 games out of the wild card. It's just not their year. Uh, said that many a years. But there's still a packed house. There's revenue coming in, and the Ricketts family, aside from when they signed John Lester, 
and then turned around and signed some other key players, uh, Jason Hayward, which that contract did not turn out too well. I wonder if it's good overall. I want to get your take because, you know, you're you're happy right now. I mean, you're happy even even happier the fact that this deferment of salary is really uh, it, it's it's masterful on both parties and now they can go out. They're not done yet. They may even go out and get a a Josh Hader, they may go get another arm, the Yamamoto, the young 25-year-old ace out of Japan. I mean, is this – when you say it's fair, look, uh, the other teams that are making big revenue have every right to go out. But my biggest thing is is you, you, they need to do something with the luxury tax and how much you can – you know, maybe a salary cap is – a true salary cap is needed. But what is your take on it? I mean, from a Dodgers – lens from you looking through your blue goggles um i think it's genius i do i, I that's do all i have to say no I, <laughs> I i i do i i you know the one thing we didn't mention that's been well chronicled too is that Otani's also going to make a ton of money millions maybe tens of millions in, in endorsements yes. yeah yeah He'll so like that up yeah, yeah. he's going to do just fine and i think this is the now i'm being a little bit defensive because i've watched not at this level, but I've watched the Yankees do this kind of stuff forever, yeah. and yep. they're still doing it. You know, they, yeah. they just. But if there has there ever been has there ever been this kind of de- well, first of all, there's never been this kind of deal in baseball. Correct. Uh, this amount, okay, uh, like the closest it's unheard of. Yeah, it's unheard yeah. of. The closest to it uh, was almost 170 million dollars off the total, you know, the total structure of the deal. But from a standpoint, and listen, I'm usually one. I'm not one that, to say I'm. I'm kind of an old school guy with a lot of things in sports. You know, I'd like. You know, I, I'm. I'm not. Maybe this doesn't make me a makes me a kind of a party pooper. But like the the new thing now, when NFL teams get a a defensive turnover or an interception, not a pick six, not a pick six, not not a game. We talking about practice. Yeah. Um, but they've got to run down there and make a whole production out of and, – and you're sitting there for like – and I'm going, really? I mean, it was a turnover. Good for you. That's great. Um, but my point being, look at what baseball is already trying to do with – you think about the what's the biggest thing in baseball that has impacted the sport over the last seven, ten years. What would you guys think? I'm just throwing it out there. My my opinion of it is the shift, the 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 entire shift and allowing players and uh, to shift over. It's taken averages. It's dropped averages from hitters. It's forced guys like I mean, you're going to ask a big poppy who they would shift the entire, literally beg him to bunt it yeah. down the third baseline. He might even at his slow foot, he might still get a he could arguably get a double out of it before the right fielder comes and picks the ball up and throws it to second base. So my point is, is if, if, if they're so, oh, and you don't show up, uh, you don't stare down a pitcher, you know, I, I, I'm just, I know those are different, different aspects of the game, but I'm, I'm wondering like everyone that you, the respectable reporters, uh, the, you know, in, in the baseball uh, world are saying that there's no way anyone 
can dispute this or will be able to in a court of law, it, it'll it'll hold up. Uh, and and I'm not arguing that fact, uh, but it's it's just I wonder for from that standpoint to the Yankees' point, did was there a deal even let's even say a Jeter deal for 350 million. Was there ever a deferment, or maybe we didn't know about it at the time? I, I don't know. I, I think that you you do. You bring up a good point. This is the difference. I was just sitting here thinking about this while you were talking about it, and that is it just creates an even wider delta than we've already seen between yes. the haves and the have-nots, okay? And, yeah, fortunately for me, the team that I root for is one of the haves. Hasn't helped them win many World Series, but I digress. I think that there, that is something that Major League Baseball probably does need to look at in terms of luxury tax, all these other things, because this was gaming the system to be sure. Yeah, everything no is question. fine with it, but it's it's kind of one of those where, like, likely other owners are kind of pissed about it. Mm-hmm. What what needs to happen? Because I I see what happens in the NBA, for example, and there's you know salary caps there, and there's also there's some haves and have-nots in the NBA. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. However, uh, the team I grew up rooting for, and I still root for, and Jake roots a little for, is the Indiana Pacers. And they found the money to keep what it looks like is going to be a top 10 player in the league for a I'd long time. I'd say top time. five. Yeah, in Tyrese yeah. Halliburton. And they've got him. They've got him yeah. locked up. And so they have a fighting chance that cannot happen in major league baseball right now no. you know the kansas city royals can't lock somebody up for any measurable amount of time um okay i will say something about kansas city i thought it was really fun i was texting with uh some really big baseball guys that i, I do a fantasy baseball league with and and uh, two of them are red sox fans one other cub there's you know obviously dodger fans and we're all in there joking and they're throwing a little shade and they're like dude you, you, you Red Sox and Cubs fans realize, you know, we're uh, here we are in the 2023-24 uh, offseason, hot stove, whatever you want to call it, and the Kansas City Royals have signed more pitching and upgrades than the Cubs and the Red Sox combined. And I'm like, and their payroll and their revenue brought in is like maybe, it's not even – it's 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 like 16th or 17th in 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 the league it's 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 remarkable here's my other thing about it too it kind of reminds me of being in some fantasy baseball or however you want to take it fantasy football leagues where you kind of have that young little uh you know hey uh we'll just go to and and it's smart of the dodgers why not take advantage of it when i say take advantage of it the dodgers still had to give up a top arm in their system to get him that's the price of a tyler glasnow that's a guy that can immediately slide in and he's on that level of another one of their aces um that's coming back from uh from being out a year bueller yeah so that's uh that you got you've got to do that my thing is is uh i mean tampa you know here's the thing if any team could have let him ride and, and because they've got other they've got tajay uh uh, uh i forgot his last name uh but they've got they, they they have a plethora of young talented arms they just acquired another one 
Um, but it is kind of frustrating. I mean, we may be looking at that being the Nashville Rays, or they'll come up with a different name in, in five years. Uh, that is one of the teams that's rumored to be coming to Nashville um, as a as an MLB site. Um, but I, I just thought, I, you know, again, from a standpoint of allowing that, it is a major, major advantage for them, Not not just because they just got – the best player that we've seen in a long time. Um, and he's not going to pitch for, you know, at least till 25. If uh, it, it, to me is the, it's the aspect that, wow, only 2 million right now. And for them to pay that money at the tail end of this contract is, is, is nothing. That's like us, you know, grabbing a $10 bill and covering you know bob get you a coffee and a breakfast sandwich there i mean that that's what that is to them they might yeah. sell the team you know what well, I mean? yeah it's i mean like what about could, that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i didn't think about that yeah that's the owners the new owners i the one thing i'll say is it it does give me um it's neither here nor there but it gives me some comfort that otani cares enough about winning yes it's it not, does it's not a money grab i mean it is a money grab but it's it's deferred money grab and um because when he signed last week before they kind of announced the details of the deferral i was like this is great but what about pitchers because the dodgers don't have much in that space right now um that's changed in the last week between otani's announcement and details of his deferral yep uh getting tyler glass now they're uh, they're very active now so that's all encouraging but yeah I, that that was another thing that i thought was interesting was that otani or his people have convinced him that you're going to get your money and you're still going to make a ton of money but if you want to win this is what needs to happen and he bought in on that so I think that that's uh, that's if nothing else that was that and, was kind of cool. And quick note though on uh, and then we'll drop baseball. Uh, we'll get in. Uh, we'll definitely want to unpack some things on uh, on NFL and UT's current state uh, with uh, with the football and the NIL. The Mets and Yankees reportedly holding second meetings with uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Which is a if you've seen this kid, he's 25 and he is nasty. He's very much being compared uh, and can throw a little harder than you, Darvish. But he's got that kind of he's got that kind of filth uh, with his secondary pitches. Uh, 25 year old, and uh, you know, again, you kind of wonder is, is you know he wound up in New York or I know the Red Sox, the Cubs, some other team, the Giants, but. Uh, Hey, as long as he doesn't go to the Dodgers at this point, I know Bob's sitting over here thinking, "Hey, we'll we'll, we'll take another one." Uh, well, we got to get a break. We'll uh, we'll unpack some things with the NFL. I do have some plays last week, not as good as we'd been doing. I was three and two. Jalen Hurts not getting in the end zone was a was a big one because I had him on a couple of a couple of tickets, but uh, three and two still uh, not bad. Uh, not the three weeks prior where we were like 17 and two uh that run was crazy but hopefully uh we'll get back in it i've got some anytime touchdown plays today i I will be stunned if two of the three do not get in and in fact maybe might even dangle a two touchdown play on uh none other than mr king henry uh who had two last week so anyways we'll break it down more on the other side right here in the neutral zone on fan run radio Ever been the coach who realized the team's geared?
is this? Motley Crue. I was going to say, it sounded it sounded like a little bit of dance. But... Oh, that's a good little jam right there. I know some of the, I don't know the deeper cuts on Motley Crue. I know, obviously, the big hits and everything. And, uh, Kickstart My Heart, your theme music, which has some of the most horrible lyrics. It does. You, like, it does. Know, skydive naked from an aeroplane. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's not the most lyrically uh, <laughs> uh, versed song, I guess. It's uh, They rock, though, it's, man. It, it, rock it out, man. It's it's one of those, it's just, yeah, it's like taking off like a rocket. And it's like you, you've just flipped the rocket fuel switch. And it's like, uh, anyways, uh, welcome back into Neutral Zone. And uh, we're, we're talk, breaking it down, breaking down uh, rock and roll from the 80s right here. 80s and 90s right here on uh, Fat Ride Radio. <laughs> Bob, uh, we, uh, we haven't really talked much about UT and the big pickup. Uh, you were telling me uh, just days before that, you know, watch, watch this kid um, – out of Notre Dame, you care to uh, share a little of that? I mean, obviously, if you've been living on a rock, but that that's the number one tight end in the portal. Uh, a lot of a lot of folks wanted the 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 kid that was looking that Tennessee played against last year, but I don't think he fit the system. What they're wanting to do, um, they want to they want a guy who can who can block. He's more well rounded. Uh, we got a good one coming in. Oh, I would agree. I think uh, based. You know, and what I know, uh, we should call this segment, by the way, Portal Combat with a K. Um, <laughs> make it a make it a new. Uh, no, so yeah, you're right. the The jolly kid was who we thought we were getting at first, mm-hmm. and um, we'll still get a chance to see him next season. He's going to be at North Carolina State, hooking up with Grayson McCall. But um, yeah, Holden stays coming in is a big deal it is a very big deal uh ranked in the top 15 of all transfers that were eligible to come out and so that's that's nice number one tight end transfer in the country Mm -hmm. um and he's only a sophomore that's the other thing of course in this day and age that means he's still got some other places to go yeah Uh, right exactly who knows but uh no i think it's a very big one um you know we've got you know Tight end was definitely an area of focus for us. Uh, although sometimes I feel like I, I wonder how that'll work with Nico at quarterback. I wonder how much more they'll use the tight end than you know. I know they used it more for blocking schemes yeah. than anything, but uh, we've seen it happen with a lot of schools. Georgia is one where they you know, and of course Bowers is a, a very unique oh. talent, but. Uh, I'd love to see them use the tight end more, and maybe this guy could be one of those. He he had a handful of touchdowns for Notre Dame um, as far as being a red zone threat. Yep. So uh, I think it's good, man. I think it's based on everything I've heard and read. Uh, I think it's I think that's that was good. We needed that just given yes. the 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 news we're hearing about our own guys moving on. Uh, this mm-hmm. uh, this DB that was what at MTSU, and I don't know how to pronounce his first name if it's Jacoby or Jacob. Uh, Jacoby. Yeah. Is Jacoby. Okay. Yes. 108 yeah. tackles over the past two years, uh, four interceptions, and I can't remember how many tackles for a loss, but 
I mean, he he was a good piece to that program down there. Yeah, and we and clearly clearly we need some defensive back help uh, based on what's been going on. I, that said, just my my two cents on it. I think there's a couple key things. If Brew McCoy decides to stay, I and I think he should. Um, and then they, if we can score this uh, Brazil kid from Tulane, the other wide receiver, yeah. then I think our portal activity on the receiving end is, I consider that a success. But there's, you know, not that Brew was in the portal, but my point is, is if we could get another complimentary wide receiver, mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's, that makes this a pretty good run because it was nothing uh, as of about a week ago. It was pretty frustrating for a lot of fans. Yeah, and – you know, I've said it all along. The biggest thing is, <clears throat> I think right now, like the biggest glaring need, weakness, whatever, that I looked at from this year was corners and linebacker and offensive line. I'm, I think they just from folks that I've talked to close to it, they they really feel like you know Thornton really started to develop. Um, you know, he, he had two really nice games, and then he gets hurt in the Missouri game. and uh, But then you, you know, you look at some of the other key uh, contributors, uh, and then you, you've you already got the Matthews kid coming in. Well, he'll be a, fr- a true freshman, obviously. Uh, but by year two, and, and with Nico and everything, I mean, you, you expect that to be a, de- a lethal combination. I look at it, though, corners is still a concern. We've lost some. I don't know who's going to play corner. Uh, maybe they grab some off of the, uh, you know, the the rec center uh, for the bowl game. Not that you really needed, I wouldn't think, against Iowa, but you never know. Um, Iowa, I mean, that I'm not really, not really worried about their passing game. They they have tight end. Uh, you know, linebackers are a concern, but getting Peely back. You know, hopefully you can get him on the field and he can stay on the field. Uh, so I think with that, yes, I, I would love to have seen a couple more. I would rather at this point than to go see another wide receiver. I would love to see them get maybe even two. If they get two impact players in the secondary, I think that you're going to feel pretty damn good where we're at solely based on Peely coming back. Uh getting those wide receivers healthy and oh by the way look at what I mean, with the offensive line we could not have asked for better we really right. thought we were going to have to go through the offensive line portal and get maybe two guys and now you're like hey so kudos to them hats off to the nil program and and maybe that's where some of that's going um i've also heard that you know the, the whole like Tyler Barron situation um, that they were, let's just say they weren't going to, they weren't going to, Tennessee was not going to counter or go out of their way to meet he or his family, his party's uh, demands. And sounds like he's going down to the lane train. So, um, you know, again, I hate that because I thought the kid, I, I thought, you know, he earned some NFL money this year. I thought he, he came on, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. That's going to be a concern. Uh, you've got arguably one of the top assistants in all of college football coaching that position for us. 
in Gardner, but uh, are we are we going to be able to find, uh, you know, are there some young kids over there that are ready to take that next step? If anybody can get it out of them, it's going to be Rodney Garner. But uh, those are my concerns. Um, but this is this is this is what a lot of the people have said about Heupel, even with his time. He he wants to put a lot of his eggs into the skill player, the skill position, offensive guys. That's that's kind of his, you know, his mo. He he wants to, you know, hey, if I he's got the offensive line back, he's going to have a an upgrade at quarterback. I'll bet he's young, a little inexperienced, um, but also that schedule. I don't know if we've really touched on that. That that schedule next year is uh, maybe uh, temper expectations a little bit. That's some tough tough away games especially I, I was gonna say what do you let's let's talk about that for a second you're give me both you guys give me your way too early prediction on a record i have my own but go ahead jake i'll for next season um you got to be in the college football playoff so i think you got to go 10 and 2 next year and when you look at the way the schedule sets up you know that being announced this week as well yeah you got two back-to-back road games but you got a bye week in between those and then you got four straight home games and that's going to bode well for us now granted you got georgia on the back end of that and you got florida back-to-back or florida alabama back-to-back excuse me but at the same time you look at that schedule and i don't think you could have painted a better picture for a 10 and 2 season and especially when you look at what florida's got coming back everything they've lost and billy napier looking at probably the toughest schedule any of us have seen in years, especially with their out-of-conference schedule. It's um, it's going to be interesting to watch next year because I don't think Billy Napier makes it through next year. I don't think that Shane Beamer makes it through next year. Missouri's got the easiest schedule in the country. Let's call that like it is. Yeah. But when you look at Tennessee's schedule, I think you have to go 10-2. and two. And you got to make the college football playoff because now that there's 12 teams, there's really no excuse. Yeah, I think you say they've got yeah got to go ten and two. Yes. Looking at this schedule, what would you say realistically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what do you, what do you think? You think this is a nine and three? Do you think it's an eight and four? I think with Nico it being his first year as a starter, you're probably going to go nine and three. You're going to drop a game that you shouldn't. The only games that you should lose, Georgia and Alabama, but you also have Alabama at home which leads me to believe you're going to drop a game much like this year at Florida that you shouldn't drop. How do you year. feel how do you feel about them at Oklahoma? At Oklahoma that's the one that worries me. Yeah. That's the one that really worries me, but at the same time, you look at Oklahoma and it's like, well, I mean, Stoops is not there anymore. Does the neck brace uh and him rolling in in his Harley uh when we have to roll into Fayetteville, does that that's the game that worries that, me, that, actually. That would concern me. It's right after – well, you do have a week. You have a yep. week off after at Oklahoma. but And then you got Florida the next week here, which I do agree with you there. I think we get Florida back here. Uh, Alabama here, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I mean, what, what is Saban going to go do after – I think he's beaten Michigan in a few weeks. And I think he's yeah. playing Texas in a in a rematch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win the title, but I mean, if he 
he's going to be able to basically say, go to boosters and say, hey, look, you know, whatever quarterback we need to go get, we can go get them. Now, yeah. the kid at Duke's already made a decision, which was a great get by Notre Dame. I, I, I look at it personally, and I say maybe a loss at Oklahoma again because it's early, and that's going to be the first real – and that's not a place that – it's not at the swamp level, but that's that's got to be a tough one. Um I think I would lean towards us beating Arkansas, but maybe that's that's going to be tougher than what people would think. Um, but I, I I would have to lean with I'm I'm more in the eight four eight and four nine and three. I'm probably leaning more eight and four. But I think by the end of the year, I think twenty five is when we really take off. I think we really take off with Nico in twenty five. I had nine and three. Uh, if you ask me to specify the losses. Uh, I would say at least one of the two with Georgia and Alabama. There's mm-hmm. part of me that thinks we could get, you know, strike some gold again and at home against Alabama. Alabama, yeah. Um, a couple games, you know, Oklahoma, we all agree that could be problematic. For whatever reason, Arkansas does worry me in Fayetteville. Um, it, it, it's just you never know. I mean, it, that they could be they could be reeling or not. And I will say on that, Arkansas, real quick, uh, Rocket Sanders entered the portal. He was scooped up by South Carolina immediately. That that could be an, a, a, a yeah. big loss for them. But, you know, again, they're going to have weapons and they're going to be able to score. Yeah, and, and the only other one I would say is North Carolina State at Charlotte, neutral field. Um, you would think on paper we're going to be fine there, but keep in mind that'll be – game two in the Nico regime after the UTC game and North Carolina state will have talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I, I just, I, I think there's some potential bumps in the road here that sure. we may not see coming. The, some of the big games of course are going to be super tough, but I, for, I, I felt like ceilings nine and three floor is eight and four. They can't do anything worse than that. Right. I think eight and four is a disappointment. Nine and three to Jake's point, nine and three is not going to get you into the playoffs. So if we're going to be gunning for that, it's got to be ten and two. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I would say, that's I'm jumping tracks for a second, but these are two of the guys that were part of Portal Combat, and that is Tyler Barron, Terian McDonald. What we think that was all about the money, or do they figure that Ole Miss is viewed as a better opportunity for a college football playoff berth than Tennessee right now? I have not looked at Ole Miss. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, but I will tell you, he is he's, – he, he's really hes really hitting the portal hard. He's all in. Um, he is all in. And and you know what? The fact that A&M has already lost uh, several of these kids, uh, I would love to get the LT Overton kid. Uh, again, another big five-star that was playing there alongside uh, Walter Nolan. I don't see any chance Nolan comes back here um, based on – he, I would say, he kind of burnt some bridges here, but I'm not going to go into all of that. But I think the Overton kid from A&M would be huge. Uh, of course, when you look at all the top uh, top players, I thought one was interesting, and then we're going to come to the phones. We'll go to Tommy. Uh, but I, some kids that – how quickly they – you know, the, the Leonard kid from Duke committed to Notre Dame. The, the quarterbacks are going to get scooped up in a hurry. Uh, the Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall, committed to NC State. 
and then Will Rogers, uh, who was a guy that was Heisman consideration coming yeah. into this year. He's going to go to Washington now. And Washington, some of those wide receivers, now they've got two, uh, and you're going to see them against Texas, uh, although I think Texas wins that game. Uh, that playoff game, I, I think that uh, I think it's uh, that's a that's a team Washington that's on the they're they're not going away even if they lose this week they're they're going to be loaded for a while. The Ole Miss football schedule for 2024 very yep. quickly it shapes up pretty pretty damn nicely. Furman, Middle Tennessee at Wake Forest, Georgia Southern, Kentucky at home at South Carolina. I mean they could be six six and zero. Yeah. At LSU that's going to be tough. Oklahoma at home at Arkansas. Georgia at home, at Florida, and then the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State. No Alabama on their schedule. They're going to start wow. 9-0. Yeah. They, 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 they really, very well could. Yeah. 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 Hey, hotty toddy there, yep. Bo Colonio. Yep. Your little lane train. Hotty toddy, uh, gosh, somebody, who the hell are we? Hey. Yeah, there you go. Hey, let's uh, let's go <laughs> and uh, let's welcome uh, Tommy into the neutral zone. Thanks for holding, buddy. Hey, man, no problem. Uh, how y'all boys doing this morning? Good. Good. How about you? Good. <laughs> oh, man, uh. I picked up on a little bit of it. Had to work a little bit this morning. Uh, I appreciate y'all doing this uh, weekend broadcast. You know, gives us uh, something to listen to and keep our keep our day interesting. But going back to that uh, that schedule for Tennessee, you know, Oklahoma really doesn't really doesn't scare me too much because you seen what was it? they lost their their OC, they lost their quarterback, then they lost their whole offensive line to the portal. So, you know, they're going to be starting a new OC, a new quarterback, and a whole new line coming into the SEC. Have they hired an OC at this point yet? I, I haven't seen that. I, I haven't seen it they did, but, you know, they're going to have to. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, yeah, no, they're going to get a promotion. Definitely good points. Uh, you know, and uh, like Jake and y'all were saying, too, you know, we're going to drop a game. That Arkansas team, uh, you know, who knows what they're going to be like. Arkansas is always a a good, tough opponent for anybody, whether it be Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, whoever. Uh, right. I could, I could see us beating Florida at home and, you know, probably Bama and, like y'all say, Georgia because they're just stacked. And and with the quarterback situation in Alabama, I think that Milrow kid, I mean, the more he plays, the better he gets. And if they can go out and make a national championship or even win one, you know, that kid's going to be full of confidence. And I think another year at Alabama with Saban and them, you know, we're going to be looking at another high school quarterback at Alabama. Probably so. He's got yeah. a lot of – Milrow, I love him too. He's, oh, I, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of J, Jameis Winston in him. Have you ever heard his interviews where he's like, go Tide, real Tide. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he gets, he gets better and better, you know, week to week. You know, we's all kind of worried about them starting out the season. Like, oh, you know, they're going to they're gonna drop a bunch of games. And, and – being said, no, there's a bunch of games they was in that they should have actually lost. Uh, you know, we had we had them down there in the first half, you know, and we just mm-hmm. kind of let off and let them come back. But uh, Milrow made a bunch of good plays on it. But uh, I, I'm with y'all, too. Uh, I don't see Beamer or Napier making it through. And maybe we can be the, the nail in the coffin for Billy Napier and just, you know, put a tail whooping on them up in Knoxville. I mean, they got the toughest schedule in the country next year. Yeah, you got Miami yeah. and Florida out of conference. Not to mention one of the toughest SEC schedules that you're going to have. Yeah. So I mean, whoever gets that job next year, and I pray that it's not Jamie Chadwell, but yeah, me too. they're going to have a better road than what Billy Napier has this year. Yeah. Yeah, he they did yeah. him no favors. <laughs> I got to play Texas this year, don't they? Mm-hmm. Especially when he's out on the recruiting trail and he's selling it to boosters. The NIL funds, all that. He he's saying, "Hey, look, 
let me get my second class year two will will start you'll start to see it here and then this schedule gets rolled out it's like Ooh. Well, real quick i know y'all up against it uh you you're know, fine of course jake jake knows uh you know i work down in mississippi i live over in west tennessee uh, i work down in Corinth, mississippi i got a lot of mississippi state friends Ole miss friends and uh of course you know they just give me flack this morning about getting uh baron and uh mcdonald uh but Mississippi State, you know, needing a quarterback, I think. Uh, what about Malik Murphy out of Texas, the backup? You know, he's huge. Y'all see him transferring to the SEC? Where? where oh, uh, hope, hope. yeah, he's right now in the in the portal. He's I he's the not. number three. He's the number three ranked. I hope not, unless that's, he's coming to Tennessee. I mean, that's yeah. yeah he's, that's, he's a player. That's, that's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm worried about. You no, know, if he goes to somebody that's not on our schedule, which we play Mississippi State this year, I believe, and yeah, we you do. You know, he's just. He is a freak, you know, athlete. And I watched a couple of Texas games. My brother-in-law is a big Texas guy, so I try to keep up with him so I can have some conversations with him. Um, but, yeah, Malik Murphy, you know, he transfers out and comes to an SEC school. Uh, you know, I, I really don't want to play him. No, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great point. And, uh, and, man, there's some, there's some real – there's some real meat in uh in this portal and still a lot of meat on the bone i mean you mccord leaves ohio state and then goes out to nebraska which i think that's a pretty solid get by rule and what they're trying to do but then you you, know, you look at will rogers leaving mississippi state going to washington so yeah that opening is is there um what about miami i mean i know it's not sec but you know when you talk about a little bit out of conference a little further away from home but um Grayson McCall uh, committing to NC State. Um, that was a guy that I, I had heard, hey, there were some SEC teams that were obviously interested in him. Then the the, the kid, uh, uh, shoot, uh, Miami's going to probably need a quarterback because uh, they lost the kid to Wisconsin. His name escapes me. I think it's Van Dyke. Um, did, McCord, did McCord actually go to Nebraska? Because last I said, I thought he said something about Syracuse. Uh. I thought I saw, and I'll I'll check that. But well, actually, this is updated. Uh, this was updated. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. It doesn't say that. I just thought I saw where he was. I, I saw where Nebraska's Twitter account posted it, and maybe it was just sort of a hey, you would look good, and it had him in a jersey. So I'm sure it was just part of the recruiting pitch. Well, it was about four o'clock this morning. I might have, I might have got Richard G. West. <laughs> hey, did you say I, so? Yeah, real quick, Tommy, you say you you live in Corinth? No, I live over in Savannah, Tennessee. Uh, oh, okay. Over in Southwest Tennessee, I'll, we're about thirty minutes from Mississippi and about forty-five minutes from Alabama. So I okay. Across the state line down to Corinth. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I had a my my dad was uh, was born down there, and uh, of course lived in Tennessee most of his life. But yeah, I was like, right. yeah, I had had some family on his side uh the the tree there down there yeah it's just a little hop and skip from us but guys yeah. uh i'm gonna hang up keep listening i appreciate y'all doing this for us you know what like i said keep us entertained on this. we appreciate you listening man hey man anytime jake knows i got his back <laughs> there you go there you go we appreciate it tommy Thank you, man. All right, man. Y'all have uh, a great day. You too, man. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to jump in, you can. You can follow Tommy, 546-8200. Uh, I do have, after we get a final break, I guess I'll I'll uh, 
I'll give you my NFL picks for what it's worth. Maybe maybe we can do a little better than the three and two. I, I set the standard there for the for the last five weeks. You know, three and two is not good enough. So I feel pretty good about today. We'll we'll throw some uh, some picks. There's some big games I will say in the NFL. Uh, again, three games yesterday. Your Colts. Uh, yeah, man. I hope I hope Michael Pittman Jr.'s. Uh, uh, I hope he's uh, he's all right. Um, that was a, that was a nasty. That that was. Whew. That's one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly, the fact that he got up and walked away blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, that just that that was me. I didn't see it live, and then all of a sudden I was like, uh, and I had him on a uh, I had him on a little ticket yesterday to catch uh, six receptions. He was well on his way. He had four in the halfway through the second quarter, um, but uh, today, I mean, you're talking about must win. I can't stress it enough. Must win for Buffalo, and they've sort of like tried to turn the corner here a little bit. I just think it's so funny how ironic that Patty Mahomes is still whining and belly aching over his brain dead receiver for literally standing over the line. And I mean, yeah, I agree. Hats off to Tony Romo, by the way, who's been kind of in a slump as a color analyst, but he said it almost immediately after yeah. watching the replay. He was like, hey, another example, those receivers are letting Mahomes down all the time. Yeah. It's drop passes. Dan Orlovsky had a great a bit of analysis where he showed at least a half a dozen plays throughout that game where Tony was over the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean – I don't know what Mahomes was thinking there in terms of was he trying to be a good teammate, not hang out his guys to dry, but I mean it was too much for was sure. Was he um maybe politicking for a uh for that next crucial call? Maybe that I mean he might not need it today up in Foxborough. That should be a, a you know, a snooze. You could probably, you know, show up with your B minus game and still win that by ten points. Uh, as a you know, funny too about Belichick and him winning last week in that just brutal Thursday night football. It was just unbelievable watching some of these primetime games. And then it's almost like he just turned around and I, to like to Robert Kraft and their family and is like, oh, look, um, I'm going to use the bathroom right here on your desk. You're not getting Drake May. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do what we can to win out here. I mean, from all reports are true. He's out. Uh, at the end of the year. We got to get a break, though. Let's get the final break. We'll come back. Fleet Tire 111 East Woodland Avenue, making it possible right here in Neutral Zone. More coming up after this message, these messages on Fan Run Radio. Matlock Tire and Autos. All right, let's get back out of here. We will, uh, let's get, uh, let's get our, uh, probably our final call. We'll get, uh, TR in here, and then I've got some. Uh, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Yeah, let's let, let it, it breathe, breathe. baby. Uh, yeah, let this breathe. We'll hold through. We'll get a TR call, and then I'll give you my NFL plays for today. TR, welcome in, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Way to way to crank up the jams, there, man. That's I seen them when that uh, black and black, back and black was uh being toured through the civic coliseum like in august of 80 hey i was on the black eyes tour in charlotte no eight yeah 
You mean 08 and 80, 80 and 08. I don't say zero. I say O, like 007. <laughs> there you go. Hey, man. Hey, dude, uh, if we could uh, start the football season over with again, I mean, would it, do you think uh, Hoppel might have snapped out of it and uh, inserted Nico in uh, some prime? I mean, uh, I like when we're kind of sputtering a little bit, just, you know, I don't know. You can't have two quarterbacks and have uh, – I mean, if you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks or zero quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, sorry, T. We were having a little little issue with hearing some of it. But um, uh, I, I think the thing with him is I one – well, one problem I would have, or I won't even say it, it's a, it's a concern. Uh, this is an offensive-minded guy. I, I think his loyalty to upperclassmen. Listen, there's nothing wrong with loyalty, um, but to an extent where we had some young kids in the secondary that we were never really given an opportunity. Now, having said that, too, I, I was one that was in his camp at least until we got through kind of through that meat of the schedule. Once we got to, like, Alabama, Georgia, and, and we had seen – listen, that we, we weren't going to get anything anything better out of Milton. It, it is what it is. It's just a guy that could not break down defenses. He couldn't – after first progression, second he, – he never even went there. Uh, and then he missed, you know, throws downfield. Now, sometimes our receivers didn't, didn't always help us out. But – I think it was a standpoint, this is a guy that uh, I think he's – we're seeing it in the portal. We lost – we've already lost a bunch of corner – or, you know, corners and guys in the secondary. What are we going to do there to make up for that? I'm totally confident with this sports car that he just took the cover off of and got out of the garage, and we're going to see a – we're going to see Nico is going to put up crazy numbers yeah, here. that's right, Cloney. I mean, we're going to be looking back after this Iowa game and going – what could have been if uh, if we like one year when Peyton and uh, uh, what's his name Brandon Stewart, Stewart, you know, yeah, we was uh, alternating quarterbacks there after uh, they both hit town there, highly highly regarded, and Fulmer was going to give them both a uh, chance since they were so young. But uh, but uh, I just I just feel like you know you got to go with. Uh, you got to go with a, a stud. If you got a stud, you can't just as a freshman. It's been said for years, man. If you got a good freshman, he needs to get on the field as soon as possible and see what we can do in a damn game that matters. I mean, I, th- I thought Heupel was a little bit, uh, you know, more aggressive in that thinking that he was going to do whatever it took, no matter if it's rattling somebody's feathers. You know, yep. no offense to Joe Milton. Rattling cages. But, uh, you just, I mean, I mean, Alabama's lucky to be where they're, they're there. I don't know, man. Auburn blew it, so we, we got to live with it. But uh, I, I appreciate y'all, uh, what y'all done, I mean, coming in here. Because I know you're running out of time, and I appreciate uh, y'all's input, man. It's It's been great. Uh this football season, but we still got some games left, bro. Yes. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Go Big Orange! <laughs> 
There you go. All right. Well, I, <laughs> well, you go ahead. Do your picks, and then I have one well, last. Oh, never right. fails. All right. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just I'll be quick with these. Um, I, I think it, when the calendar hits December, uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's Derrick Henry month, and oh by the way, he has owned Houston. Um, I think they know Houston with their backup quarterback. This is a run control the clock you'll probably see some screens to him to spears nothing fancy out of uh the offense uh needed for tennessee uh, i think over 69 and a half rushing yards uh, for derrick henry would be a play a definite play would be him to anytime touchdown kyron williams for the rams that team is is playing really well right now i love him anytime touchdown again all these plays uh derrick henry for for instance was like minus 145 uh kyron williams is minus 140 so those are you know a little juicy but sometimes it's worth the squeeze um another one i like because of game script so i'm gonna get four out today that i really like ezekiel elliott over two and a half receptions. And here's why. Bailey Zappi, for one, is check down king. He's going to be checking it down, checking it down. I wouldn't even be opposed at Hunter Henry getting over his receptions. I didn't really look at that, target that. But I think Ezekiel Elliott, in a game where they probably are chasing uh, the Chiefs, uh, even as bad as the Chiefs have played, but I think coming from behind, that's what you want to see, just the dump-offs, the dump-offs. And uh, so those are the four I like. I like King Henry, over 69.5 rushing yards. King Henry, anytime touchdown. Kyron Williams, anytime touchdown. And Ezekiel Elliott, kind of a running back heavy there. No Tyreek Hill today, so uh, just announced. So maybe do you look at a – you look at a, a reception uh, bump for uh, Waddle, or even for that matter, um, you know, uh, a tight end there and uh, Raheem Mostert. I wouldn't be opposed. In fact, I'll probably play him anytime touchdown as well. They got bad weather there too. Yeah, a lot of rain. So, yep. Uh, the only thing I would say is I wrap it. This is if you're not inclined to watch NFL and you want to watch college basketball. 1 p.m. USC and Bronny James going down to Auburn. Auburn's, oh, Auburn's nice. minus eight and a half. You Ooh. know how Bruce rolls. I think Auburn boat races them. Oh, that's going to be a twenty-plus point yeah, win. I guarantee we'll it because make it's, on, that it's on ESPN. It's all it's all about Bronny. So Bruce we'll is going to be like, we'll, let's show him. Will Stephen F and Pearl like have words with uh, Bronny Jr. Just just to you know, I, yeah. I, I, that's what I'm looking for. I want to see if he, you know, like he, he looks at Bronny Jr. Like you, you know who I am. All right, we got to get out. We appreciate it again. Appreciate Jake the Snake, Bob Baskerville always. And uh, you guys, hey, look, I, I'm guessing next weekend we'll maybe we'll be out. Uh, not sure yet, but we I may will be it. eating sausage balls and drinking there that you go. good Merlot. So we want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Smart move. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Have a great week. I hope you have a blessed uh, Christmas, holidays, whatever you, uh, whatever you, uh, you choose. And um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. 